Welcome to Confessions of an SEO. This is Carolyn Holzman. Here's where we talk about all things about business end of SEO, the people side. From someone who's been there on both, as a local business owner of a brick and mortar and as an SEO. So will there be anything tactical in this? Maybe. (laughs) But the short version is, if you're an SEO, this is all for you. And if you're a business owner, this is my effort to help you understand how to better hold an accountable, uh, hold an SEO accountable, um, to evaluate in an informed way and potentially keep the good SEO you may have hired. And just because, you know, when it comes to SEO, you feel like you've been left behind in the dust, remember that's not necessarily a bad thing. And that doesn't mean your SEO doesn't know what they're doing. All right. Welcome to the final episode of 2021. (laughs) Now, I know there was some talk, uh, people who listen regularly know that I put out a survey because I really wanted to find out, um, is there a season two in here? And thankfully, um, everybody really was very open and shared things they liked and shared things that they didn't. And I think it's going to make the show better. So I really appreciate it. And uh, I am going to shut the survey off today at midnight. So if you haven't already sent in your ideas and feedback, and understand you can still send in ideas and feedback uh, through the regular way. I I do ask to send it by email, uh, confessions at American Way Media. But if you can take the survey, um, that would be really cool. And if you're looking for it, um, the link will be in the description. And as regular listeners know, I do give out short links um, during the show, and these are bit.ly links, and you can write this down. It's B-I-T dot L-Y slash confessions survey. It's all one word, and yeah, you do it right. There's two S's in the middle. I know. Don't do as I say. Why is it? Don't do as I say. Don't do as I do. There we go. <laughs> okay. Now, this is being published on New Year's Eve. And keeping in with the season, I am toasting um, the beginning of a new year with a glass of my own limoncello, finely aged during the time of Corona. And the size of the glass, I will leave to your imagination. But know that one of my favorite scenes is from the Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're in the bar in Nepal and they're having a little drinking contest And they would smash these glasses upside down on the wooden table. Okay, so, you know, there again, another movie theme. All right, well now, here's where I will offer five tips on things you must avoid in your SEO in 2022. No, no, that's not what we do here. (laughs) Have I taught you nothing? Why would I break that record just because it's a holiday? So, instead... I want to talk about things that I I wish for us all in 2022. That's a little more like it. So, but first, um, I would like to just touch on uh, two things that I learned in 2021 that will inform my 2022. So first, and best way to describe this is I got a glimpse of how to think a little more like a programmer. So what do I mean by this? When I first uh, became an SEO, my perception was 
that Google was all-knowing, all-powerful. Hell, for some of my sites, I didn't hook them into Google Analytics because I thought if I did that, you know, they could see everything I was doing, literally. And I, I didn't want them to see what I was doing. Okay. Reality, right? Hook your sites in. They see everything anyway. Don't stop. All right. So um, just to explain a little bit, my, my background is in music, orchestra rehearsals, practice. I started a music typesetting company. Um, music typesetting is what you do to make music scores look like they're published instead of handwritten. And in my spare time, you know, I did the normal things in Florida. I, I rode my bike every day. Um, I listened to Mahler symphonies on a record player without headphones. I mean, people, the dark ages. So all of that to say that I don't program. Um, but in becoming an SEO tester, and over the, the past seven years as a tester, and learning from some of the best, and I would say least rigid minds in SEO, I've begun to see that, you know, what I would joke about, you know, the ones and the zeros are actually ones and zeros. And, and as a tester, you, you learn how to ask questions. And the flip side of the coin on that is you learn to begin to know the limitations of the tools that you use or the system that you're working in. So to, to put it plainly, Google, or rather I should say, Google's engineers have to put their pants on one leg at a time too. So when I hear, uh, you know, SEOs talk about EAT, which is expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. If you're um, an SEO, you probably know what that is. If you're a business owner, maybe not. And then they'll talk about quality content and, oh, I'm scared of the duplicate content penalty. Well, really, I mean, sometimes these things make me laugh, but I do try to imagine if those things were real, how would that have to be programmed to be measured? You know, what would indicate that? Because I know as a tester that Google, while they're, I know, I know they're working on their AI, but Google cannot read like you and I do. Done way too many tests to know, to, to that not be a takeaway. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope so. So I guess, I guess that's what I mean, you know, is that looking at these, um, these concepts, you know, with a little more critical ear and eye. Now, I'm not done yet, right? It's, it's not that I fully understand, but I do realize that I understand better now than I did before. And I understand what kind of game we're playing, and I think we all know who sets the rules. And so my eyes are focused on what changed. And there's that saying, you know, um, don't keep your eye on the puck. Keep your eye on where it's going. So if, if that was indeed all that I learned this past year, I think that would be massive. It's going to be massively helpful, and I know it will pay, pay, pay dividends into my future and play dividends into my future. And secondly, I got to un, uh, experience uh, what it's like when you're publicly testing. 
you know, as a tester, um, one of the earlier, earliest testers, you know, it was all done um, privately. We only shared information with each other because you didn't have to explain every time, you know, yes, I know, yes, I know. Um, but publicly, it's a, it's a whole nother animal. And for regular listeners, you know, you've heard about this before. Uh, and I think I've gone a whole week, you know, since I brought this up. But the Google Index Detector Project, which is really, you know, it's basically I'm running a, a stakeout on the Google bots. And this test is an everyday presence in my life. And to be honest, in my family's life. Because I get out of a lot of extra things because I got to go check my keywords. So I'm going to diverge a little bit and tell you a story. Um, when I was in my 20s, I lived in rural Devon. There's so much that quote, you know, it's the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, I taught music in a prep school. I delivered milk in the county uh, for a dairy, which I did to barter for all things dairy. Um, eggs, milk, clotted cream. If you don't know what that is, oh my God. Um, and my dearest friend, her parents ran the dairy, which uh, was next door to where I lived, next door up the lane and before you get to the stream. And one time um, I, you know, been working with them, uh, bartering with them for a while. And one time they, they took me on holiday with them to Brittany, France. That was such an amazing week for me. And one of the things that I took away from that week was I got to see what these people as farmers had to do. They had to find someone else to run the dairy. And they would have to not just run the dairy, but, you know, like deliver and milk the cows and prepare, you know, the day's, uh, that day's milk for the next day's delivery. And every day, you know, you did that after you woke up at 4 a.m. to start delivering the milk in the glass bottles and picking up the empty ones running up and down the lane. I mean, they literally could not up and go. They had to plan everything. And getting back to the Google stakeout, this is like my little dairy farm, full of cows, dirty bottles of manure. <laughs> you know, I just don't have to wear the rubber boots. Now, every day I've got to start out publishing and updating the related files, requesting indexing, updating the log. The log is where the measurements of date and time are, are, are noted. Um, I update the page on the uh, detector page on the American Way Media's website, clear the cache, and then throughout the day I have to manually check the two keywords per page. Now today, for instance, it's day 126, which means there's 252 keywords that I'll be checking today and then updating the log before um, shutting down for the year, updating the website, clearing the cache, and then started all over in the morning and this is every day every weekend every saturday every sunday and sunday i end up making like you know 10 10 pages uh in advance but you know that's a that's a couple of hours well and please this isn't a, a roundabout elaborate way of asking for automated help or advice please thank you very much if that's where you went with that but I'm just saying that the, the next time I think about doing this type of daily HTML testing, when Google shuts off or modifies their indexing threshold, 
I want to do it sitting on my deck in Vermont and texting my VA because I've, I've grown a budget for this kind of work. So just saying it's, it's, you know, my wish for me. Now moving on, we want to talk about the future and 2022. So here's what I hope for all of us as SEOs and for business owners. I want to release us from our intense fear of missing out. FOMO, you know, that's the short version of it. Um, and it's fear of missing out on that SEO tactic that someone just said or shared. And I know a lot of you expected this episode maybe to be more about all the things you should be doing. But FOMO isn't doing. FOMO pushes us into a constant, ever faster and faster neurotic chasing mode. It's what makes us essentially assholes. Sorry, but if you don't know what that is, it's someone who asks a question, gets good information, and then doesn't take any action based on the information they received. Also, it makes us so impatient in our quest for the easy button, this one ring that rules them all, that we miss everything right in front of us. We literally miss the forest for the trees. We become too overwhelmed to make a move because all we're concerned with is making the right move. Now, I'm the first person to raise my hand and plead guilty. And while that may have been in my, pa my past, I want to let you know, like, the very existence of this podcast is a testament to where it doesn't have to be this way. I came up with all the things I wanted to be and do in 2021. And at the same time, all the reasons why that wasn't possible. And thanks to a friend and mentor, Lisa Parzial, last December, December last year, her advice was, make it real. And so I did. And that's how Confessions of an SEO got started, which led has led to some pretty exciting interactions and opportunities and connections. So, for instance, I'm developing my first training course, and I swear, by Grabathaw's hammer, Forensic SEO training starts on January 20th. Now, I don't want to say that and not tell you, but, you know, if you want in the course, just, just go ahead and, and email confessions at AmericanWayMedia.com. I promise you, um, you're not going to be hit with the standard sales page. It's a real wrath of con. That means something to Trekkies out there. But basically, it is a stay or go, but do it because it is what you wish. So I really don't care. I would love, I would love it if you wanted to be in, but it's okay if you don't. Um, and the other thing that I wish is I, I wish for you to take, for the courage to take action. I wish for us to have the courage to be patient. Courage to test and to find out what happens if we do something this way or that way. You know, be informed. Do ask. And don't just, you know, hot tail it out there and say, I'm going to make a 100,000 page website and not ask anybody anything. I get it. Okay. But don't allow the process of being informed stop you. 
Because when you do, it shields you also from the magic contained within the attempt. The answers that you seek are likely right there under your nose in the search results. So whatever your it is, make it real. I'm wishing you a very happy new year and a magical 2020 for all of us. Well, that's going to do it for today and for the year. Thank you. I really do appreciate you being a listener. And I hope you'll come back next week for season two. And my personal thanks to everyone who submitted a survey because that's going to make next year even better. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, um, I'll put the link in there in the, in the description. But uh, if you do become a sponsor between now and January 1st, um, you'll get a, an extra special bonus. Um, episode 52 has all the details about the benefits. And if you want to just go to the sponsor link, it's bit.ly slash confession sponsor. And yes, say it with me now. All one word with two S's in the middle. All right. Well, listen, wherever you are listening, you can find Confessions. Uh, it's on Audible, Spotify, Amazon Alexa. And if you haven't settled on a source for your podcast, you can just Google Confessions of an SEO. And remember, all of us stand to make more money, more business, and more success together when both the SEOs and the business owners understand each other better. It has been my pleasure to be your host. Thank you for your time, and I will see you next year. 